Welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host, and I am super pumped that you are listening. This is a podcast by a 20-something, for 20-somethings, or 20-somethings at heart. The desire to dive into the real and the raw, the uncomfortable and the messy. My desire is that you would encounter the Lord and feel encouraged, inspired, and challenged to chase after Jesus in this crazy time of life. I'm so glad you're here. So grab something refreshing and let's get on with it. Hey ladies, welcome back to the podcast. This week I have the one, the only Lauren Chandler on to talk about worth and identity. We have some real good chats just about what it's like to be in our 20s and to have so many things offered by the world and realizing that the Lord is the only one that's going to satisfy our hearts. So I can't wait for you to hear. So let's get on with it. Hey, Lauren, welcome to the Water with Lemon podcast. I'm so excited to have you. Thanks for having me, Emma. I'm so glad to be here. Of course, I've had you on my list for forever, so I'm pumped to talk to you about worth and identity in the Lord. I'm excited to talk about it. It's really something that's close to my heart. So I'm honored that I've been on your list for so long. That is very sweet and dear to me. And I'm just so glad we were able to work this out. Yeah, I think it's just huge for 20-somethings. I mean, you know, even like high school, college, into your 20s, it's just, I feel like a slow process of figuring out like the things that we tend to place a lot of worth in and and figuring out how to do that with the Lord. So I'm just excited to have this conversation. So yeah. How about you start us off and just tell us about yourself, what your life looks like these days? Yeah. Well, I'm the wife of uh, Matt Chandler, who's a pastor of the Village Church in the Dallas area. We've got three kiddos that are 16, 13, and almost 10. Um, I'm also a worship leader. I've written songs. I've written a book and a Bible study and a children's book most recently, which was really a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Um, and then I speak occasionally, but I tell everyone Matt's the speaker. I, I'd rather sing or write something for you. (laughs) I really don't want to, I don't want to teach or speak. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of that's those are the things I do. Uh, you know, you'll find me at home a lot. Actually, I'll probably at the coffee shop more often mm-hmm. than at home because when I'm home, that means I've got laundry to do and right. <laughs> uh, things to pick up. And um, but also, I love outdoors. We have lots of animals at our house. We've got two dogs, two fish, a cat, and then two horses, and then a mini horse that's not our horse. That we take care of him. His name's Pickles, a.k.a. Patches, a.k.a. Little Horse, and we love him. So, <laughs> and and the other day I went to the store and our oldest, uh, Audrey, uh, she was like, Mom, you would think we owned birds. I'm like a bird fanatic. I have all this wild bird seed and all, I probably have like six bird feeders in oh my, my backyard. Goodness. It was just funny because Audrey was like, you would think that these were our pets. I was like, no. <laughs> you guys should get like turkeys or peacocks or something. Peacocks are cool. I hear they're kind of mean, but oh, true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I 
not happy with the pretty like wild birds that come by. And occasionally we got, we get this beautiful hawk that will just come Mm. light on one of our branches. And it is gorgeous. I'm like, Lord, thank you. Every time he lands on that branch, I'm like, thank you, Lord. Beautiful. Oh, that is so cool. You watch out for your kitties in that. I know. (laughs) However, our cat is huge. He's like, I didn't know that cats were small until I saw other people's cats. Our cat is like a small dog. He's huge. So (laughs) it would take one brave and strong hawk to get him. But yes, I still make sure everybody's okay. Yeah, that's so fun. Your little farm, the Chandler farm. That's right. We love it. So tell me, I really want to know about a little bit more about your book that you just released, your children's book. It is, first of all, so beautiful. Tell me like a little bit about that process. Yeah, thank you. Um, I, so it's kind of interesting. I wasn't really setting out to write a children's book, but um, they're a good book publishing company approached me and said, hey, we want you to consider like contributing to the series. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to write another Bible study right now. I'm not going to write a book. Like I just have no space for that. We've got so much going on in our lives right now. The only thing I would entertain is a children's book. And so, uh, when they came to me with this idea of, you know, writing in the series, I was like, well, we'll see. And then they, you know, clarified that it was a children's book. So, (laughs) I felt like the Lord was giving me the green light. And then as we talked um, about ideas of of what story I could write about, um, one story that really stood out to me kind of in the midst of, uh, so Matt had a brain tumor um, almost 10 years ago Mm -hmm. on Thanksgiving Day 2009. He had a seizure that revealed um, a malignant brain tumor. He had a resection, he had chemo, radiation, um, treatment for about 18 months. And um, that was a really scary time for us. And um, I remember one of the stories, it wasn't like I read it to the kids, like, oh, let me comfort you right now. It was one of those stories that comforted me first. Mm -hmm. And then I was able to use it, just the truths of that to comfort my kids. And that story is found in John 11 of... um, Lazarus, uh, Mary and Martha Mm -hmm. in particular, that's the part that gets me where, Mm -hmm. um, Lazarus gets sick and he dies and Jesus, you know, comes, uh, to Mary and Martha and he weeps with them. He cries with them. He's Mm -hmm. very present with them, even though he's fully God. And so fully knows that he's able to raise Lazarus from the dead, but he entered into their grief and he was, he was human with them in that. And he grieved with them and he didn't, he didn't say, Oh, we'll just hope and, and see the silver lining or, you know, just smooth. He didn't smooth past their pain. Mm. He entered into it. And so I think that's what I needed to know in the midst of Matt's, um, brain tumor and, and, and diagnosis. And so he, he, he's, to give you an update, he is alive and well and lived far past what they expected Mm -hmm. him to. And he's, he's cancer free. But in that moment when, um, you know, we're in the midst of that and I don't know, he's going to be okay. I don't know what it's going to look like Mm -hmm. to know that God's not looking at me like, just trust me, just, you know, which of course he is saying, just trust me, but it's not in a callous way. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, 
do you trust me? And it, with tears in his eyes, grieving with us, heartbroken with us, but do you trust me that I can do anything for you? What, mm-hmm. No matter what that looks like. And so, um, so that's what the book's about. It's just a retelling of, of the story of Lazarus. And the title is Goodbye to Goodbyes, that that, you know, goodbyes are a part of our reality on this side of heaven. Um, but Jesus came to end goodbyes forever. And, mm-hmm. and we're living in that in-between time where we are saying goodbyes right now that kind of feel like forever. But but if we're in Christ, our goodbyes to those who are also in Christ are not forever. Mm-hmm. Like we will get to see them again. And we, even better than that, we'll get to see Jesus face to face and we'll get his presence like completely and totally with us in mm-hmm. a way that we haven't experienced yet. Um, and so, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun to write. Uh, Catalina, the, the illustrator is mm-hmm. super talented, even all the colors she chose. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is like perfect. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was a lot of fun. I was glad to get to do it. Yeah. And the final product is just so beautiful. I love Thank it. you. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Okay. So now I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about your 20s like what was life like for you since most of my listeners are kind of in that like college right out of college range um so what did that look like for you like what were things that you really struggled with or what was really good for you um so I was a little bit of a rare case because I got married when I was 19 Mm -hmm. and that's super rare However, I was still a 19-year-old woman. I was still in my early 20s and so still struggled with the same things. You know, mm-hmm. a man, if anything, probably complicates it a little bit more. <laughs> um, having to, you know, being in a marriage and trying to figure out how to be a wife. and um, But um, at 19, I think I was just trying to figure out who I was, like, what did the Lord give me to do? And I think it was especially hard because my husband, Matt, was just clearly gifted, clear calling on his life. Like he's a great preacher, teacher, leader, you know, so it just seems so clear for Mm -hmm. him. And for me, I'm like, well, I love music. I like to sing. Like I kind of want to be a worship leader that's stirring up in my heart, but I'm not as gifted at that as Matt was naturally at speaking. Mm -hmm. And so even just trying to figure out, and it was more about what, what am I going to do? What kind of, um, mantle would I wear? Like what kind Mm -hmm. of hat would I put on? Because I really didn't know who I was. Um, and so I was just really looking for different hats or skins to put on. Um, rather than, kind of diving in with the Lord, like for him to say, okay, well, the problem is that you don't know who you are. Like Mm -hmm. you, you just want to put all these things on, but the problem is, um, that a problem of being not doing, Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't figure that out for until my mid to late twenties. So, Mm -hmm. (laughs) so of course it does help. It does help to kind of get an idea and to hear from other women that have been there, done that. But I also want to encourage women and it might be a slow, painful process right now of sanctification. And, and mine was slow. It wasn't overnight. And, um, 
and not to despise that, um, for sure. Don't like give in and be like, well, forget it. Um, (laughs) but, but also have grace on yourself. That's going to take time that you're going to get through this, um, that it, it won't always be this way. Um, as long as you keep pressing into him, keep looking to him, keep going towards him, um, he'll work it out and it will be messy and I'll probably be a little bloody. but. But I've just found uh, that even even when I look back on those years and there was a lot there was a lot of heartache, a lot of pain, um, I the Lord used that to form me, and so I don't despise it and I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my my early twenties they were a hard time. I mean I was definitely comparing myself to Matt, comparing myself to other women around me. Um, was I doing enough? Had I achieved enough at, at mm. the certain age? And, um, and so just really questioned, um, if I was, if I was doing the right thing, mm-hmm. um, and not really realizing that the Lord was more concerned with my being than my doing. Mm. That's so good. I feel like that is a huge theme among 20 somethings, just to think that, our worth is in what we do uh, and how we easily can compare that to what other people are doing. And so how do you think we can identify that we're placing our worth in things like what we do or what we have uh, other than God? Yeah, I think anytime we feel threatened is probably a red flag. Mm. Um if we feel threatened by a person, if we feel threatened by a position or threatened by who knows what, anytime we feel like we've got to protect something mm. more than likely we're finding our identity in, in something else besides the Lord. Cause we don't have to protect him. Yeah. Like he's got it. He's the one protecting us. Um, and gosh, I would even say even today I had a moment where I, I, I could I could tell that there was just a little bit of something in my heart where I was finding a little bit of worth or identity or value in something besides the Lord, where I kind of felt a little bit of a pity party for myself Mm -hmm. on something or my feelings got hurt or I was just super sensitive about something Mm -hmm. Um, where I think, oh, well, they're probably thinking that I don't do enough um, or they, I didn't live up to the standard because I didn't off, have this offering or I didn't say this or I didn't contribute to that. And it just showed me, again, like the Lord saying, Lauren, you're almost 40. I'm 39. I just turned 39. <laughs> Good. You're almost uh, 40. And there's still work to be done and I still love you and I don't love you anymore. Any less than, than I did when you're 19 or 20, when mm-hmm. was 20 years ago. Um, so I think those are some kind of indicators that maybe something's going on where we're finding our worth, our value, our identity and something else. When we feel threatened, when our, when kind of our feelings are hurt, when we feel super sensitive or when we feel like we've got to protect something. Mm. Um, Those are just good indicators that maybe something might be going on here. Mm, I like that. I've never thought about it that way, but I can see how the things like throughout 
my life that I've placed all that worth in. Like when something goes wrong there, it creates some anxiety. And, and then I have to go trace back the steps again and go, oh, shoot. Um, yeah, clearly I'm putting too much worth and identity in that thing or that person. Yeah. So it's good. I've never even thought about it that way, but that's a good, like first red flag. Like if your feelings are hurt and you feel threatened, like let's trace back and figure out why that is. So, yeah. What are things like, what do you think are some of the most common things 20 somethings tend to place their identity in? Um, I would probably think job, Mm -hmm. uh, desirability to the opposite sex, you know, uh, relationships. Um, I mean, I think those are the the top three. I mean, if I could, you know, just say three. (laughs) Well, I think, I think, yeah, desirability and relationships. I mean, there could be two different things, but yeah, Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say, uh, job desirability, and, um, and then relationships, even just not romantic ones, but even friendships, mm-hmm. you know, um, I can remember when I was probably mid, mid to late twenties with other mid to late 20 year old women who were like married. Most of them had at least one kid. Mm-hmm. And there was this, there was this app called looped. I don't, I don't know if you remember no. this. It was kind of, it was kind of like find your friends <laughs> and, so I remember there would be times where we would see everyone hanging out together. Oh no. And then we weren't with them. We we're like, Oh, they went to Chick-fil-A with their kids and they didn't reach out to me, you know. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> that was the start of all of that. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I mean that's I think that's a place where we can find uh we might not even realize it, but we're finding some kind of worth or identity in whose circles are we in? Mm-hmm. Who calls us? Who are our people? Whose person am I? Mm-hmm. Um, I think those those are definitely places, in particular as women, that we can we can find identity mm-hmm. and worth. Um, yeah, that's so true. Like the fear of missing out, like seeing that your friend, like on Instagram or on Snapchat or whatever, seeing that people are together and think going down this rabbit trail of, well, yeah. was I not invited? Why didn't they want me there? Yeah. You know, and they probably. Yeah it was probably a completely different scenario that you didn't know about, you know, or, uh, but man, that's, it's so in our face now. And so, yeah, I had to, I even had to delete, um, find my friends this summer because I was seeing like a certain group of friends, like always together because they like, were starting to live together and certain things. And it was just, wasn't healthy for me to, to see that all yeah. the time. And it wasn't like they were leaving me out on purpose, but I was constantly like, right. Oh, Oh, they're together again. Oh, they're, t-, you know, it's just not healthy, you know? And yeah, the I way know. that, um, you know, social media and our phones work today, it's, you know, back in the day you had to write a letter, ask somebody to hang <laughs> yeah. out and then, and then you get it back a few days later after that. Yeah. And then you could hang, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Can we go back? I know. <laughs> Part of me wishes we could. There are times I'm like, it would, feels like it'd be so much simpler. I know it'd be harder in ways, but it'd be simpler. I would uh, add to kind of places we can find our identity, in particular in the early 20s. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for sure, I, I can imagine what it's like to be 
in your early 20s with kind of the barrage of images and what it looks like for people to have their lives together and who they're hanging out with and what their clothes look like and how many followers they have and how many Mm. likes they have. And I can imagine uh, that being a struggle too, that, you know, Mm -hmm. determining your worth um, on those types of things as well. So, and that kind of fits with that desirability. Like, am I desirable? Am I um, putting some image up that is desirable to other people and that they're Mm -hmm. interested in me or they think I'm interesting enough or, you know, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And like, it totally varies from person to person. Like I can think about conversations with all my friends and think about the things that we tend to struggle with most or just have a difficult time, like determining, you know, what, what the Lord's doing there and the the ways that we tend to put a lot of, or the areas we put a lot of worth in. And so I think it just varies, but could you think of maybe like a question that, that we could ask ourselves as part as like, you know, here's what you could ask yourself to kind of determine what area of your life you might be placing a lot of worth. Um, I would say what area of your life do you feel the most pain when you don't get what you're wanting? Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, where's that, where's the biggest pain point for you when where you're not getting what you desire. Mm, Yeah. I like that. It's it's Mm -hmm. like, again, going back to like that threat, like what do you feel like most threatened by what tends to like upset you the most, like what area disappoints Mm -hmm. you? That's good. I like that. Um, So let's kind of turn it from, you know, here's ways we can identify it um, and ways we can just like, ask the Lord, okay, what, what are some areas of my life that, uh, clearly I'm placing worth in other than you and, and turn to scripture. So do you have any like scriptural examples of, um, what they say, what scripture says about our worth and identity as his daughters? Yeah. So it might not be so specific, uh, you know, to speak to our identity as, as daughters, but it does speak to that, um, that trusting the Lord, trusting, Mm -hmm. um, one of the, so I would say probably my biggest struggle was in my twenties in particular was identity. And I went through, um, celebrate recovery at the Mm -hmm. church. And it was, it was funny because I was the pastor's wife. I wasn't an addict. I wasn't an alcoholic, (laughs) but I, I, there was something broken in me and I think it was just, I was looking to the wrong place for identity and worth. Mm. And so, uh, going to celebrate recovery, I remember coming across Jeremiah 17, um, five through eight and it, it spoke to me. So I'll read it and then mm-hmm. I'll kind of um, talk about it. Cursed is a man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart turns away from the Lord. He is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. Blessed is the woman who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. She is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. I think it was helpful for me because I think 
uh, anything that we put our identity in besides the Lord's going to be man or man made mm-hmm. and man centered. And so to see that us putting identity in man, man made things, man centered things is us trusting man over trusting the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and so it ta- it shows us this picture of, okay, you want to try to find identity worth satisfaction outside of the Lord, then you're going to be like a shrub in the desert. Like you are going to blow away with the wind. You will have no roots like, because it's, it's, um, it's dry. There's no life there, but to be a woman who trusts the Lord, whose identity is found in him, we look to him for our, our worth, our value. We get to be like a tree planted Mm -hmm. by water, a tree that's roots are deep. Um, that it says, because it says the heat comes, it still comes, Mm -hmm. but that, it's not anxious anymore. The mm-hmm. year of drought comes, but it's not anxious because we're planted by water because we're getting our, our sustenance, our identity, our worth from the true source from the mm-hmm. Lord um, and not from a fake one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Jeremiah 17 was one. And then I also thought of Isaiah 43 starting in verse one But now this says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. Hmm. Um, That one just, um, as I was thinking about chatting with you today, that was one of the verses I could hear rolling around in my head. Fear Hmm. not, for I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. And you're mine. So that promise from God to say, I I didn't just call you. I called you by your name. Like I called Mm. you by your name and you're mine. I, I decided you were a good idea. (laughs) I made you, I formed you. And, um, and, and I know what's best for you. I'm the one that gets to tell you who you are because I'm the one that made you. (laughs) I love that. That's always been one of my like most favorite pieces of scripture. Just like, yeah, you're mine, girlfriend. (laughs) And I love how I created you. And I think it can be so easy with um, worth and identity. The reason that we're running to other things is because uh, we somehow think that uh, we can't find that in the Lord and that he somehow doesn't think that we are blank. And so we're looking to other things to find that worth and identity in. And and so that's a really good scripture just to remind us like, no, he created you and he loves you and and there's nothing else that's going to be able to satisfy you um, besides him. So I love that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good one. So there's lots of places I think in scripture that that speak to our worth and identity as, as daughters. And those are just two that stood out to me. Right. It's like, uh, just, just the whole thing. The whole Bible is an example yeah. from beginning <laughs> to end. It's God's love story to us. So I don't know. Just read yeah. the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. There you uh, go. Okay. So we've made it to the last three questions and I ask these to every guest uh-huh. who comes on. So I'm excited to hear your answers. Uh, the first one is what's, what is one thing that you wish you knew as a 20 something? Um, I wish that I had known, and this is like impossible for you guys (laughs) to to know the answer to I wish I'd known 
what I know now, <laughs> like um, <laughs> that like, kind of what I said at the beginning, towards the beginning, that it's going to be messy. I actually wrote a, wrote a blog post to my 20 year old self oh. uh, that I think desiring God's going to put out. Oh, know, awesome. in a couple weeks. And it was like, Hey, the trials that you have, like the dream that you want fulfilled, that's a sweet dream. It's not a bad dream. My delay looks kind of like the Lord saying, my delaying it is for your good. And that you will be so pleased at the person that you've become because of it than if I'd given you what you wanted when you wanted it. Mm. And so that's what I would tell you is like the Lord is shaping you right now. He's forming you. You're not all that you will be. So don't keep, be discouraged. Mm. Um, it won't always be like this. He is doing something and you will be so glad to um, persevere and account it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds, mm. because you know that, um, you know, the steadfastness is working so that you can be mature and complete lacking and nothing. And so that's what I would tell my 20 year old self or that I wish I knew when I was 20 was just like, Hey, persevere, push through. It doesn't have to look perfect. Um, it, but it will be worth it. Mm. Ah, preach it. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> I'm all over that. Okay, okay, next one. What are you like reading, listening to, and are watching these days? Okay. So reading, I'm not being a very good reader right now. I am <laughs> um, doing our church's Bible study uh, through Second Samuel, which I go. love. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read um, just recently Leap Over a Wall by Eugene Peterson, which is on the life of David. I mm. loved it. It was so good, hmm. especially since we had spent some time like last semester. We were in first Samuel and this semester and we're in second Samuel. It was just perfect timing. But uh, I think it's a beautiful book on the humanity of David. Hmm. Uh, but then but that also David had this beautiful relationship with the Lord and the Lord loved David. Hmm. So I think it's just I recommend that book to anyone. Um I'm listening to, you know what I've been listening to the last couple of days, actually. Um, Bethany Bernard has a um, a new-ish album, <laughs> and I can see the cover of it, and I can't think of the name of it, but it's kind of black and white. It's like says Bethany Bernard, and um, she has a song that I think the Gettys wrote, actually, called uh, My Worth Is Not In What I Own, mm. and it is a beautiful hymn and Bethany Beth just does it justice. She mm. just does such a good job singing it. So, um, I'm just completely blanking on the name of that album, but Bethany Bernard, um, and then watching, I just binged episode or season two and three of Victoria. Mm. It's really good. Yeah. Um, I really like their costumes and that, you know, so it's, you know, historical oh, yeah. fiction. I'm sure not all of it is accurate. I'm sure they took liberty, yeah. but, um, and some of it, some of it is accurate, but, uh, that's been a lot of fun to watch and something that I can actually kind of watch with the kids around for the most part. It's, right. it's is that Netflix? Clean. Uh, Amazon prime is Amazon what I watched prime. it on. Yeah. I love Amazon prime. Yeah. So. Yeah, and 
and then I've also been watching, uh, it's so cheesy, but I love it. Uh, when calls the heart, it's on Netflix. Yeah. It's like, like a Hallmark. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) It is totally Hallmark, but it's sweet and it's wholesome. That's the best. Yes. Yes. It's just nice to watch something that I don't feel like kind of dirty that I Right, you know, like it's not dark. Good for the soul. You can predict everything that's happening, and so you feel good about yourself because you're like, "Ha, knew that was going to happen." That's right. I'm (laughs) fine. I'm not taking it back. You know, I'm not anxious. Right, just like a feel good watch. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I'm totally with Mm -hmm. you. Okay, then lastly, what is refreshing you this these days? So this is just like anything that is giving you life. Yeah. Um, so I found a new candle scent at Bath and Body Works that I like. What, what is it called? It's called uh, Eucalyptus Rain. It smells oh. very good. Does it have like very the actual fresh. like essential oil in it or whatever? Does it say like made with essential oils? I haven't looked, but I'm telling myself that it is. <laughs> So all my oily friends won't be mad at me. (laughs) Not judging at all. Candles are the best. I love candles. Um, And, you know, I planted some ranunculus in my, um, in my flower bed that I had to cover with burlap because it's been freezing cold the last few days. So Mm -hmm. I was about to say, I should have didn't freeze. It's been so cold. I tried to like cover them up, like, and then I also planted some blue bonnets. We'll see if what happens with that. I didn't know you could do that. Walmart has like blue bonnets, so it's like transplanted. So I don't know if they'll come back or not, but that's worth a try. That's awesome. So those are two things. I'll pray for your plants. Thank you. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I love plants. Oh, you do? Good to know. That's like one of my favorite things. I have lots of plants. Yes. I used to have, in, when I was in high school, um, in my backyard, I made my dad make, make me like a big planter in the backyard. And I had uh, a vegetable garden. And uh, my sister made me a sign that said, the garden of Emma, like the garden of Eden. <laughs> and I just <laughs> had a little veggie garden going and the thing is I like wouldn't eat most of the things that were on it like I grew a lot of tomatoes and I hate tomatoes but I just <laughs> loved the act of making that yes. and like um growing them and then I'd give them away to whoever wanted them you know <laughs> I love that I love it listen I'm the same way I like tomatoes but I think I'm kind of allergic to them so I'm <laughs> always sad because I want to grow them they're so it's so right? satisfying to like see them grow and yeah. go from green to red yeah Oh, I yes. love that. I love to know that about you, Emma. Yes, it's so fun. It, I think it's so satisfying to be able to, like, keep plants alive and, and see yes. them grow. So many yep. gospel uh, connections, I think, with growing plants. Yeah. So Definitely. even if it's just a succulent, guys, like, you only yep. have to water it once every two oh. weeks. Keep it That's near right. some sun somewhere. Like, we can all do it. Got to start somewhere. So Praise the Lord for succulents. <laughs> Praise them. There's such a there's such a thing right now too. So just jump mm-hmm. on the bandwagon. Love it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, Lauren. It was so fun. I'm so glad I got to chat with you and thank you for having me.
Of course. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Lauren today. I know I sure did. So if you loved it, will you pass it on to a friend? Also, if you haven't already, will you go on iTunes and leave a rating and review? I got an amazing review from Kathleen Nicholson. She said, I love this podcast. Emma has some of my favorite Christian thinkers on. I feel like I'm at lunch with one of my sorority sisters when I'm listening. It feels Emma is like a friend who connects me with people who have wisdom for whatever I'm struggling through or wanting to learn more about. Thank you, Kathleen. Also, if you have the ability, I'm looking for more Patreon subscribers. This is somebody who gives once a month to the podcast for as little as $5, and it helps me a lot with being able to edit my episodes. And also, I have some possible merchandise in the works, and so being able to get Patreon subscribers will really help me to get some fun things up and running. So if you have the ability, I have a link in the show notes as well as on my Instagram if you would be willing to become one of my Patreon subscribers. Thank you guys so much for listening in. I'll catch you back next week. Stay fresh, my people.